The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Well, Lake Show, you can take that deep breath, take that exhale, do whatever you got to do because the Lakers are finally back in the win column. JC could not come at a more desperate time, and I use that word intentionally. Simply put, JC, the Lakers had to have this game against Denver. They did their best to give it away, but ultimately finally come out with a familiar win. Yeah, I mean, it's super hard-fought win, much-needed the, everything going into this game had had bad vibes written all over it with with Schroeder uh, being announced to be out 10 to 14 days with health and safety pro, health, health and safety protocols which at this point I thought players were beginning to get vaccinated and so some players aren't really having to go through any of that um, and then LeBron sort of reaggravating not really reaggravating but just experiencing more than normal soreness in the ankle the last game and so he was sitting out tonight and so yeah it just was it was a recipe for disaster tonight but i'm glad it didn't turn out that way we here on the hoop ball lakers podcast were predicting doom and gloom tweeting out this is fine meme with the lebron news that's as jc just said with the schroeder news that one really hurts we'll get into that shortly and you know the lakers were really looking at a scenario here where they just nothing seemed to be going their way it was all peaches and cream when Anthony Davis was back on the court because LeBron James was soon to follow him. But it has been anything except that, JC. But now the Lakers find themselves in the fifth spot all by themselves. Lakers are off until Thursday's game against the Clippers. Hopefully enough time for LeBron to get his ankle right for that one, although that's a major question mark still. But the Lakers, simply put, have no more time left in the schedule. We have sat here, JC, on the Hoop All Lakers podcast. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome in. I promise you'll be coming back. And we have sat here and said relentlessly the time has been sort of the central theme of this team season. JC, there's less than two weeks left in the whole regular season here. And even though the Lakers find themselves currently in the five seed, there is not a lot of distance between five and seven, let alone eight. And you don't want to start playing around with that territory because the Grizzlies are right there at nine, sniffing around with the Spurs not too far behind them. The Lakers schedule does them no favors the rest of the way, JC. These are this upcoming stretch, especially these next four games against the Clippers, the Blazers, the Suns, and the Knicks, well, especially the next three of the four, but, but that stretch of games, Lakers really got to put their best foot forward because wins against the Clippers and especially the Trailblazers would do them a lot of favors, not to mention the Suns as this, this team rounds out the week here. Yeah, they, they really needed wins against the Kings and the Raptors. Wizards is could have been ex- excusable just because they've been on a tear lately. Uh, but, yeah, they definitely put shot themselves in the foot with those two losses and then recovered a little bit nicely with this win against the Nuggets. But, yeah, there's not enough time left in the season, even though the last three games should be fairly easy. I don't really know if the other teams have easy games to, to round out the end of their season. So everyone could be in the same boat. Let's sort of walk it back here and talk about sort of how the Lakers got here. Now, as JC brought up at the beginning of the show, Dennis Schroeder being in the protocols here, JC, that that sort of came out of nowhere to me. That's sort of I think that just sort of smacked everybody in the face because there was nothing to suggest that he was in jeopardy of missing any time here, especially as it was related to COVID. Are you surprised? And I, I think your answer is going to be yes because you sort of alluded to this 
are you surprised that you know this this sort of came out of nowhere? I, I'm like you. I thought especially the majority of the Lakers, if not the entire organization, would be vaccinated at this point. But you know this this is where we are with Schroeder, and it looks like he's probably going to miss the rest of the regular season here, JC. Yeah, it's it's why I think it's weird that that the NBA isn't really taking any steps to like I know vaccination can be kind of a hot topic with some people, but like Major League Baseball has kind of gone out of their way to say like players who've been vaccinated don't have to go through a lot of the same protocols that other players that haven't been vaccinated. Like they've they've went out of their way to say that, and the NBA hasn't really gone out and said who's been vaccinated, who who hasn't, if there's relaxed protocols for the people who have been. And and you haven't seen anybody being out for quite this long with with health and safety protocols in, in a few weeks. So, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And going back and talking about how the Lakers got here, JC, really a, a disappointing loss against Orlando going back to last Monday, okay? Uh, that game was in Orlando, understand, all fine and good, but that that's... That's really, or I'm sorry, they, they won that game, okay? I'm reading the wrong box score here. That's what happens when you record late at night. So the Lakers were down in that game at one point, or at least close in the score, okay? Every, every day and every week in education seems like a year in what has been a nonstop year of distance learning, so please forgive me on that. But as you said, the inexcusable loss to the, to the Wizards. I mean, to me, I, I know you said, yeah, they've been playing well, and Westbrook's been on a roll, and Beal always plays the Lakers stuff, it feels like. But you know what? To me, that's a game the Lakers had to have. The games against the Kings and the Raptors in particular were not just disappointing. They were downright embarrassing. I mean, look, the, the Kings are playing without Darren Fox. The Raptors have been playing like their season's been over for a month now. So I, I know that there were strong efforts on the opposing side. I know that all those guys are NBA players, as I believe Wesley Matthews said in his postgame press conference tonight. He said, look, no disrespect to anyone, but we hold a different standard around here. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see the players owning up to it, because frankly, it just hasn't been there. One of the things this team has hung its hat on throughout the season, despite losing AD and LeBron for significant stretches of time, JC, is the defense. And I feel like that had just basically evaporated to a lesser extent against the Wizards, but really against the Kings and in particular against the Raptors. I really felt like there was just not a commitment to effort at that end of the court. And so much of defense is about effort. It was really nice to see them hold this Nuggets team now going forward here into the present, holding this Nuggets team to 89 points on a team that has been on a roll with even without Jamal Murray. I think this Lakers team, by winning the game tonight, sent a message to, to the rest of the league to say, look, you know, we're still here, we're still breathing, because it looked like they were ready to give up on their season there for a brief period of time. But I also think that message resonates internally and say, look, a win does a lot because it really builds confidence, and a win against a quality opponent like the Nuggets can really, really help this team as they prepare to face the Clippers on Thursday, whom, by the way, if the season were to end today, JC, we'd get Lakers-Clippers in the first round. Yeah, and I mean, everybody would love to see it. Uh, I, I've always been curious to see a playoff series with those two teams in the same building. Um Maybe it's not necessarily who you want to see in the first round, but, you know, I think, you know, trial by fire might end up kind of sort of being the thing that maybe gets this team going to play a difficult opponent such as that. So, I mean, that could be the medicine they need. The Lakers, although they have the next couple of days off here, JC, then they turn it around and they play the Clippers on Thursday on a back-to-back against the Blazers on Friday. That is going to be a tough proposition for the Lakers. 
again against the, the Suns on Sunday. So, you know, you have, you have the day in between. But LeBron in particular is where this narrative hangs heavy because that's three games in a stretch of four days before the Lakers move on and they play four games in the final week of the season from Tuesday, May 11th through Sunday the 16th. I think the Lakers have to find themselves on solid footing prior to those last two games of the season in particular versus the Pacers and the Pelicans. But this is not exactly, you know, a cakewalk here. The Lakers have have really put themselves in a position where they're going to have to show up and show out every single night in order for this team to be where it wants to be. Now, you know, at one point, I think there was some consideration of the Lakers sort of clawing back up and finding themselves in better seating position uh, when it comes to the playoff picture. But at this point, J.C., the fifth seed is about the best the Lakers can expect, barring some co- colossal, and I mean colossal, collapse from either Denver or the Clippers with the Lakers playing basically immaculate basketball the, the rest of the way. And as much as I'd like to believe that, I, I don't think that's reality, right? So you're looking at the five seed here as a best-case scenario for the Lakers and seeing who the opponent is based on how the ball shake out the rest of the way. For me, not having Schroeder is going to be an issue, and I think we saw that at certain times. In this particular game, JC, I mean, I know Taylor Horton Tucker, the way that game ended, there's just so much to talk about with the Lakers right now. I just feel like finally, because if the Lakers had lost again, JC, tonight, I know we made plans to record no matter what with all the news that hit today between LeBron and Schroeder and just the Lakers playing like a uh, sort of a dumpster fire, okay? But if the Lakers had lost tonight, JC, I don't know what I would have said besides I'm just embarrassed to watch this team. I feel like it's been such a repetitive sort of theme. So to see this win was was inspiring. And even though THC had that, we'll call it a miraculous moment at the end of the game that basically sealed the game for the Lakers where he took a god-awful shot before miraculously getting his own offensive rebound there and putting it up with, with very little contesting uh, beneath the rim, especially from Jokic there. But it feels like, you know, we've talked about how he's not quite ready to handle the rock yet. Caruso did okay in this one. But, you know, in a game like this, I'd like to see him more to have more than three assists. Nobody on the Lakers today, JC, had more than three assists in this game. And I think that's where the, the offense can really struggle sometimes. And in particular, I think that's where Schroeder's absence will, will impact this team. Yeah, it was, it was overall pretty pretty terrible showing. In, in a lot of ways, despite the win, like I think Taylor Horton Tucker did did show up pretty well. Caruso shot the shot the ball pretty well, going four for nine. Drummond with five fouls played pretty terribly. He he, he didn't have he no played. rebounds for Drummond in this game, which yeah, is just like I I I don't even know if that's happened in his career. I I that is incredible to me. Yeah, he he played one other game against Denver this season when he was still in Cleveland, and same scenario, got into foul trouble, got like four or five rebounds in that game. And so this may end up being a series in which, you know, like like much like last year, there'll be times where the center position will either be kind of not needed or they'll just have to adjust and go with a smaller, smaller lineup. While we're here on the center position, J.C., the Lakers don't win this game tonight without Marcus Gasol. I mean, it's really that simple. He was putting a body against Nikola Jokic. Gasol played 17 minutes in this game, JC. He was a team-high plus 17, and I think that just really speaks to his defensive impact. Vogel said it after the game. Look, he, he uh, Gasol being he, and Wes Matthews are two of these this team's better defensive guys. And with the exception of Ben McLemore, who is also plus 7, 
Wes Matthews plus seven was the second highest plus minus on the team in a win behind Gasol's plus 17. So I know that stat doesn't tell everything, but I think it is certainly telling of something, especially in a game that was this closely contested against two with two quality opponents in it. The Lakers did not shoot well overall in this game. They, the thing that, that saved them offensively was the fact... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The fact that they shot better than 43% from behind the three-point line, 13 of 30, nearly 43.3% exactly. And from the free-throw line, they were abysmal. They missed seven free-throws. They almost lost the, the game at the, at the foul line, basically. But going back to Drummond, I definitely think this is a series in which you're not going to see a lot of him if it so happens the Lakers and Nuggets wind up matching up again. Trez only played 10 minutes in this game. Gasol, I think, is of critical import in a series like this. And of course, like you said, you see Davis spending more time inside because that's what the Lakers do as the games trickle on and as they start to mean more, even though I know every game weighs the same when it comes to the regular season. Okay, so with this Lakers group now, I think the question that they face is, you know, you're not going to have Schroeder. You're not sure about LeBron, but you just saw that you can win without LeBron and you can win against a quality opponent. What is the blueprint now to sort of replicate and harness this effort and this level of intensity because the Lakers, although they almost, and I mean, they really, JC, almost did their best job in, in trying to lose this game, they have seemingly found the recipe here for, for how to win and how to sustain effort throughout a game. So against the Clippers and Trailblazers, this same thing is going to be so important. I hope the Lakers don't gas themselves out in the regular season trying to hang on in preparation of the postseason. But I also know that this team is filled with veterans who have been here before and understand what it takes. But again, this has been a long ride for the Lakers, JC. It's been a long season, and I know these guys got to be tired. Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of, as far as the blueprint, yeah, they, this is an 89 to 93 game. And so that's sort of what, that's sort of your benchmark. It's got to be a slower paced, sub 100 point game for them to have a chance because that means they're playing good defense and offensively they're not the best without shooter and LeBron out there. And so they need to find a way to, you know, slow it down the way they did tonight. Um, and yeah, beyond that, I mean, I think the, the lackadaisical efforts, the terrible efforts that they had against, you know, the wizards, the, uh, the Raptors and the Kings, I mean, it could also be a combination of this. these guys without LeBron and Anthony Davis have just been playing a lot in their absence. And so this, you know, they may just be exhausted and they might they might have just put in a bad effort those nights. But there's definitely not time for that anymore. They still got to keep up that effort 
defensively, and and if they do, I believe that'll translate into the playoffs. Well said, because the fit the physical demands. I mean, let's let's be frank. The physical demands that these guys have been under are well chronicled, and we've discussed them, and many have discussed them. But like you said, JC, there's just there's no rest for the weary, and there's there's no rest in the Lakers schedule here. These next two games, I mean, this is an opportunity for the Lakers with hopefully LeBron James able to participate to have some kind of practice, to have some kind of true film day and walkthrough. I mean, it's so rare that you get two full days off before you play the next game in this NBA schedule, in particular in the second half. So Lakers really have to maximize this time and effort because if they come out and they lay another turd this weekend, JC, and they go one and two, let alone oh and three, they're going to find themselves in a damn near impossible position. And it's going to be almost, almost impossible for them to avoid a scenario where they're talking about the play-in tournament more than they're talking about who they're playing in the playoffs when it comes to the first round. Yeah, the next three games, you've got to for sure at least take that one against Portland because that's who you're battling uh, potentially in to try to get ahead of, to get out of that play-in spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and about the play-in, like um, Amino Hassan on the Dan Lebetard show made a pretty good point about the play-in game. I just don't think it's a good point that should have been made this season. You know, in the past... When a team is a five or a six seed, they would just kind of coast towards the end of the season, and you don't really have that. Like, like for for teams six through ten, and maybe even eleven, depending on if you're the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference, your playoffs have pretty much started now. And so these these regular season games where teams might be coasting or there might be load management, they they've got to try to if they don't want to get in the play-in tournament, they've got to get out of it and. If they don't want to get into the play-in tournament, they've got to stay in it. And so, yeah, these games are more competitive than we've seen in the past. And so, while that might make for better basketball, I do wish they would have implemented this not during a pandemic and not during a season with a shortened off-season. You know, it's 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 interesting, man, because LeBron had some comments of how he basically thought the play-in tournament was, was stupid uh, as the Lakers sort of find themselves in that conversation. But previously had some different feedback to say about it but of course you know people most people in the world no matter who they are and what they do tend to react differently to to feedback or to ideas when it directly impacts them versus uh you know not directly impacting them and we can get real political about that but we won't on this show because we've we've done enough enough of that this year and and that said you know i think this is one of those scenarios where of course it's not something that's going to benefit the lakers right now especially in a year like you said that's just been so I think trying is the word for everybody, right? And the Lakers, you know, in particular, look, when you when you win the NBA title and then the league tries to turn it around like they did, you're going to be at the short end of the stick. But you're at the short end of the stick because you're hoisting the trophy in the other hand. So no one's going to cry boo-hoo for you and send you home with a box of tissues. They're going to say, you know, sort of dust it off and, and suck it up, right? That's going to be the majority of the feedback there. But I think for the Lakers, they just have to find it within themselves. And, you know, it's nice to hear that the team is basically talking along those lines because – they have to remain connected through these challenging times. And, and, you know, despite the fact that things have not been going well and despite the fact that, you know, there have been some uncertainties along the way, that was a concern that I had brought up prior. But I think the Lakers have done a good job of answering it. They have seemingly remained pretty well connected. There isn't a lot of pouting if somebody goes to the bench in the fourth quarter, right? Like Caruso and Drummond both looked engaged on the bench, even though they were taken out late in this game, for example. And I think that's what you want to see from a team because – that means they're rooting for the name on the front, not the back. And that's what this Lakers group is going to need because they're going to need those sort of quote-unquote random guys 
to step up on any given night, especially if LeBron is going to miss more time. But even if he's back in the lineup and everything goes well from this point going forward, J.C., from the health perspective, they're still going to need that supporting cast. The Lakers got deeper on paper in this offseason in order to weather the storm in moments like these. So sort of now is the time for those guys to step up. On the other side of that coin, though, is, is like we talked about a little bit before, and you said yourself, these guys have also stepped into larger roles. And so, you know, there may be a different level of sort of tiredness at this juncture of the season because they didn't have the same time off, because they play larger roles than they've expected, and because there's just no sort of rest for them to sort of recover in that sense. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword there, but everybody's going to have to show up. And it's it has been nice to see Anthony Davis looking more like Anthony Davis. And there was nothing more Anthony Davis-like than that block he had to end this game, JC. I mean, that was just incredible. That picture that we were talking about just before we started, where you see where Anthony Davis is, when, when the shooter catches the ball to end that game, J.C., I mean, it is just incredible the amount of, of ground he covers. His length, his ability to, to just be everywhere on the court, man. I mean, this it, it still stuns me to watch Anthony Davis play basketball because I feel like every time I watch him, I get to appreciate something different about his game. And that's what all-time greats make you do is they just they, they continue to wow you even though you watch them on a night-in and night-out basis. Yeah, and his, you know, as his, uh, you know, improves from the three-point line, he only made one tonight, but if he can expand his game a little bit further to be even more reliable, like his his personal benchmark, I think, is like low 30s, but if he can get that to to mid to high 30s and be, you know, like, like Vucevic, I saw, shoots a ton of threes. If he can be like in that area where he shoots a lot of threes, and expands the court for, you know, a center like Drummond, and, yeah, that'll only only enhance his game further. I think so, and, I mean, you know, we kind of saw that from him a little bit last year where he was more efficient from behind the three-point line. This year he's taking a step back in that department, right? I mean, he shot, like, especially in the playoffs last year, J.C., I mean, he was he was over 40% in the playoffs from the three-point line last year, and that was it was such a huge addition to his game. Regular season, he only shot 33%, but, but you know, still an improvement from what he had been earlier in his career. This year, he just hasn't been able to get to really get it going. Only 25.9% from distance overall, and it's just sort of been a, a weird shooting year in general for, for AD. His free throw percentage is way down. His field goal percentage is, you know, uh, it's about what it was last season. So but for whatever reason, the three and, and the free throw line have really struggled to me that's an indication that you know he could say he's 100 percent healthy but you know there, there's a lot of weight in those legs right now because of how you know how much he's he's been playing I mean, he played deeper than he's ever played before in his life so you know even for a, a player like that it's going to impact his game and usually when guys are are short on their free throws or short on their three-point attempts you know that's that's the first sign of fatigue so you know hopefully he can sort of continue to utilize this period of time to, to reacclimate and strengthen himself because he did have that extended layoff and hopefully that gave him some opportunity to rest and not just rehab and not just focus on getting back on the court but also rest because he had in a period of time because when it comes time for the playoffs jc the lakers are going to need the best and brightest version of anthony davis on any given night and i know lebron tried his best to make headlines the other day but to me jc when he says he's not going to be 100 percent for the rest of his career i mean couldn't he have said that like five years ago and we all would all have said, yeah, like that's that's normal, right? Like it's it's kind of in, it's incredible. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. That's that's just where I kind of come down on that. And when it comes to what the Lakers can do moving forward, they just they got to be able to do, you know, to, to have that initial focus from day one. And I think, JC, this is kind of where 
I'll end my sojourn through through my brain and thought process tonight, which is that one of my biggest critiques, if not my biggest critiques of the Lakers this entire season has been that they play to the level of their competition. And some nights that can be good because obviously if the competition is playing well, it can bring out the best in the Lakers. But too often they play down to the level of their competition. They think that they could just flip a switch and sort of get it going. And as we've said, time is, is not only of the essence, time is up. So I need the Lakers to come out to exert their will and to sort of beat down the opposition to the best of their ability and not play in line with them just to try to overtake them later. Because I think if they try to exert that mentality and that style of effort at this point, they're going to find themselves in a lot of trouble here, JC. Yeah, absolutely. So as the Lakers go, you know, we go. We As fans, we react. We sort of we, we grieve over losses. We celebrate wins. And, you know, we, we really try to fuel this team forward into the playoffs. But the Lakers are going to control their own destiny for better or worse. So, you know, now that they find themselves in this position – they got to put the pedal to the metal, and let's ride, Sally. Let's ride. JC, follow him on Twitter at JCDeleon1. You follow me at Ethan underscore Noroff, and you follow our show at Hoopball Lakers. You can find our podcast anywhere where you get your streaming tunes and podcasts from. Until next time, Lakers have a big weekend ahead, and we'll be back with you. We out. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.